And welcome back to the podcast, Everything You Never Needed to Know About Movies, Music, and Theater. I am your host, Matt. And if you weren't aware of the music that was playing just now, um, we're, we have a very interesting topic tonight. And it's one that I'm very surprised I have not covered before. So I'm, uh, of course, very excited for that. And to do it, I needed two of my old friends to come in and help me out with this one. Um, I haven't had guests on for a little bit, so this will be very exciting. So uh, welcome, Jen and Heidi again. It's the, uh, what do we call, what, what is our um, Society for Unique Filmmaking Analysis? Yes, that's the name of our group messenger chat when we like talk about random movies and thoughts I about movies that. i love that yes. i really do <laughs> so or just random about... yeah random comments we make about while we're watching movies <laughs> makes makes sense um, how, how are you all busy it's the holiday yeah. season so i'm trying my best to avoid illnesses but i have mm. a preschooler and a kindergartner and i work in a school um, but we've dodged it until we just have to get through the nutcracker recital my kid is in this week and we've had the birthday parties and everything and just dodging illnesses, but I think I'm coming down with a cold right now. So let's hope that I can dodge it a little longer. <laughs> I hear that. Jen, how are you works. doing? <laughs> um, I'm on the flip side where I'm recovering from a cold. So <laughs> tis the season. Yes. Um other than that, doing very, very well. Good. <laughs> very good. Um, oh, and so um, I used to do this back when we first began the podcast, but I, I realized I haven't done it in a while. So uh, because it, it is the season, uh, number one um, Christmas song on repeat for y'all. Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Do you have one? I really love... Um, I do. I like... Um, the one that's been on repeat is I like Ella Fitzgerald's version of Away in the Manger. Like her voice singing that song is really magical to me. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, you, Jen? For me, um, hmm. want a hippopotamus for Christmas? <laughs> oh, heck no. <laughs> <laughs> My kid's been singing that nonstop. <laughs> um, well, I, I have a two almost three-year-olds so sesame street is big in this house so um true blue true blue miracle from the beginning oh of, yeah i um, like that one christmas eve on sesame street oh that's a good one <laughs> i tried to have benjamin watch that last year and he was not in into it it might have just been that it was just too um i don't know too long maybe if that makes sense um, it is a long movie yeah, I didn't realize how long it, it was. Is long. Yeah. <laughs> it's so hard to know what your kids are going to end up liking or not liking. My daughter loves the original Grinch, but my son is afraid of it. So it's like oh, okay. he goes upstairs whenever that's on. Uh, my kids both do love Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. And we were talking about like, when will we introduce my daughter who just turned six to Elf? Because I feel like she would love the <laughs> silliness of it, but I feel like... But then at the same time, I feel like she would love the beginning when they're in the elf place. And then once he goes to New York City, she'd be kind of like, eh, this isn't really my thing. You know, like mm -hmm. we're talking about when we're going to introduce these Christmas classics to our kids. Well, it was funny that you we did get a Muppet Christmas Carol children's book. 
I I saw that. I still haven't been able to find a copy of it. So I, I and I have been looking at honestly. Um, it's been, There's been like a hippie store nearby me that sells yeah. it. Well, it's amazing that, that you mentioned the Grinch because um, Benjamin did watch the Grinch at uh, his daycare um, a while back, which is really funny that a lot of movies are being introduced to him that I thought I would be doing. So, uh, uh, but it kind of takes takes care of that. And, you know, it's like, okay, I don't have to worry about that now. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, as we said, tis the season. And I love the, is it a scarf you're wearing, Heidi? No, it's my That's blanket fine. because I'm cozy oh. right now. <laughs> I thought I was going to say I, I like this Usually I you guys, but today I'm not feeling. Usually I like dress like, so usually I'm in my pajamas at this time. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to dress in actual clothes for my friends. But today I'm like, nope. I just did report cards. It's, I'm just like, nope, not doing it. You, what you see is what you get. Yeah. Well, here's for a segue. Speaking of The Muppet Christmas Carol, which happened to be a movie musical that was written for the film, uh, for film as opposed to uh, an adaptation of a musical. Um, that is actually our tonight's topic is we're going to be talking about our top five. We're going to be going, we're going to be expanding it to five, top five musical movies. Now they don't necessarily have to be adaptations, but, and, and they could be ones that were written specifically for, um, for the screen or whatever. So, um, so it's, it's very exciting. So we have five, uh, 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 movie musicals and uh, and I decide we're not going to do in any kind of order in terms of like five you know five to one we all love the, the movies that we've chosen so yeah. um, you know we'll just start at the beginning and so uh, let's start at the beginning so uh, Jen what is uh, your first top five movie musical <laughs> um, the first one on my list is The Music Man from 1962 I knew it <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I have a deep love for this movie um, because I was so incredibly cool in high school I would watch it every summer before going to band camp <laughs> to get myself all psyched up for marching mode <laughs> so good funny. And, um, <laughs> um, and I love the um, Simpsons episode the monorail one where Conan O'Brien was inspired by The Music Man to write that episode it's so funny well apparently according to um conan o'brien he would love to play harold hill only to do the trouble song and then he would be like okay someone else play the part for the rest of the time <laughs> yeah i think, I think they should funny. totally I cannot picture do that playing harold hill. but no i know i know but it'd be, it'd be quite interesting um <laughs> no but music man you know the rob preston shirley jones original with buddy hackett playing the uh the best friend although it was really funny in um on watch mojo um they did a top 10 musical songs that have not aged well and one of them was <laughs> shapoopy which is one of my favorite songs yeah. which i'm, I'm kind of like oh it yeah it has the lyrics are yeah you kind of think about it you're like oh but yeah that is that is a um, tad misogynist <laughs> yeah oh it is yeah um, but yeah. they did redo it. Like they changed all the lyrics for the recent revival with Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster. We were listening to it on, because my son loves that song. Like well, last year that. when he was like two, he used to dance to it. And so we put it on the new one and um, they changed it drastically, which is good in its own way, but it is so misogynistic. And I never even yeah. thought of it as that until like, <laughs> I heard this recent change and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. 
um but but the i you know you gotta love lighter rose you know uh um, and uh uh you know the classic songs um there had been a rumor i don't know if you guys know this but and i won't say the college but there was a rumor that um we were supposed to do the music man when we were in yep. college and i i, I wish we had yep. we had done that i really wish we had done that um, we were all supposed that to would do have been the, one of the few things that would have gotten me out to audition <laughs> <laughs> we were also supposed to do jesus christ superstar one year that was the other I one that would have gotten me out to audition <laughs> i i i heard that and i was like no we, we that's not happening <laughs> i also heard rocky horror and we all went to a catholic college so i don't know what to believe because we would never do rocky horror at the school that we oh, went not to in a million years. Oh, no and and with the president yeah. who was in charge at the time yeah it was not gonna that was not in the that would not fly no um, no i was shocked that i was in the first year when we did chicago and i was shocked that we got away with that it was awesome yeah um all right so um music man for jen that's a good choice um heidi what is your first um movie musical this one always shocks people when i talk about how much i love this movie just because a lot of people who know me know that like i'm not a super huge crude humor person i don't swear often but one of my favorite movies is south park bigger longer and uncut okay that's on my list too brilliant music that is actually on my list is it really ah (laughs) it's so good i love it because it does follow i do too it actually follows the structure of a movie musical. It starts with the big, you know, it's mountain so town. Good. It does so the whole "I things. Want" song, and it does it does a parody of yep. uh, "Les Misérables." <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And the whole refer- opening thing is a um, homage to um, Beauty and oh, the Beauty Beast, Beast, like yeah. introducing everybody. Like, I feel like if you're a musical nerd, even if you do or do not like South Park humor, you have to love that movie because yeah. it just like it just covers musicals and makes fun of like my husband's not a big musical person he's actually very mad at me right now that i'm not mentioning rrr on this podcast because that's like the only musical he loves i still haven't seen it so i can't yeah i know it's on my list he says if anybody sees it he loves it he loves that he loved that movie he thinks it's the best movie of 2022 um and he's like oh you gotta mention it i'm like i'm not gonna mention it it's great, but I'm well, not going to mention it as the best. Movie. I don't consider it a musical. I have two musical numbers in it, but um, my husband's not a huge musical person, but he did love the South Park movie. I was like, I have to show this to you. Well, I think I also, it's great. I also, <laughs> and the songs also, are so catchy. Well, I also do know that Stephen Sondheim loved South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Like it is actually on record that that he really enjoyed that particular. Yeah, I remember musical. hearing that. And yeah. I heard that the reactions of Trey Parker and Matt Stone were like, who is this guy when they got a letter written from him? <laughs> it was really, yeah. But, you know, it's it's very funny. It follows the line. It follows all of the musical, you know, they make fun. And it shows that how, you know, people were like all like, oh my God, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, they're doing a musical. But that was the beginning. That was like, you can tell. And actually their first movie was a musical alfred packer the musical was their first project together so they've been gearing up to do a musical since the beginning you know um and yeah it you know has the reprises it has you know this you know the themes and everything like that so it's yeah i love south park bigger longer and uncut i almost put 
I almost put Team America on this, but I didn't. I don't think that that has enough songs to warrant it yeah. to be a musical. That's how I feel about RRR. Yeah, that was yeah, and that brings up a, a good um, thing that I kind of found myself wrestling with is like, what what do I consider having yeah. enough musical numbers to be a musical, and also is choreography a necessity? Yes. I, I was also thinking, like, yeah, you, I mean, South Park has a choreography in it. It's oh, yeah, yeah. choreography, <laughs> but it's, you know. <laughs> So. I was I was debating um, those moms. I was like, does <laughs> I was thinking of um, putting Purple Rain on my list? Um, <laughs> I consider it a musical. That, I, mm, There's not really choreography though. I would say, but I, I put I would, my number I one has no choreography. My number one is because I feel like it's an anti-musical musical, and I'll explain that later. But like, <laughs> I love things that think outside the box. So, All right, I know that was hard for me too because like. I thought about putting um, Triplets of Belleville on the list, but it only mm -hmm. has one song that just gets stuck in your head and there's no dialogue. It's just that one song. Yeah. But I was yeah. like, is it a musical? Yeah, no, you know, so yeah. it's hard. But um, but anyway, Do yeah. Do Disney so, movies okay. count as musicals? Oh, definitely. Well, at least the Howard Ashman ones. Yeah, I would say, you know what I mean? Um, so, all right. So we are, all right. So uh, South Parker being a long run and cut in the movie, in the music, man, that's, we're, we're off to a good start. Jen, give us another one. Since Heidi and I shared South Park. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, my number four is Cabaret. I was going to say that one, but then I have <laughs> another one that tied with it. So you can, we can go on about that. We all that. share a brain. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, of course, with Liza Minnelli, you can't beat that. Um, yeah. I really love the number Mine Hair, um, which yeah. was oh, no. original for the film. So, um, I, no, Judy Dench, I thought Judy Dench sang that when she originated Sally Bowles. Nope. Uh, Maybe nope. I'm wrong. Yeah, it's um, original I know for the film. Oh, no, that was Don't Tell Mama. Okay, that was Don't Tell Mama. Never mind. That's the, that's the song that my hair replaced. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't yeah. tell Mama. Um, I do um, love the character yeah. Sally Bowles because she's purposely like in the movie they changed it, but she's purposely not supposed to be a good singer or a dancer in like the Broadway version. So you get these talented women have to be like not talented. It's awesome. <laughs> well, and also for the movie, you've got Bob. Yeah, sell it. You've got Bob Fosse pretty much at the peak of his um um of his power of being able to do it. And, and according to the Bob Fosse biography, as well as um, Fosse Verdon, you know, the miniseries that just did that, Gwen Verdon helped him quite a lot in terms of doing that. Yeah. So, you you know, so that you, it has that Fosse touch to it. Um, yeah. And even, and even, the song, <laughs> even the number cabaret itself is considered like one of the greatest things ever. And it is the 12th live action musical film that was selected by the Library of Congress for preservation in the uh, U.S. National Film Registry. So it is deemed culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. So. Yeah. Very cool. I'm laughing because I also just recently rewatched Birdcage, so in my head is just fussy, 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 fussy. <laughs> yep. Mark, Mark I just Graham, love Mark musicals. Yeah. I love musicals that are anti-fascist. <laughs> like we just watched the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio. <laughs> I, still haven't music. Seen it. I still haven't seen it. Oh, so good. 
And the original Pinocchio scares me. So I went in very cautious. Like, like the original Pinocchio, that was like that one movie as a kid, I could like not watch yeah. more than once. Like I, the donkey scene. And then since then it was all downhill from there. Well, well, but um, I love the, I love, love the Guillermo del Toro version. I love Sound of Music. I love Cabaret because I love a good anti-fascist musical. Well, the, um, what was I going to say? The, uh, 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 the original Pinocchio was the very first movie I ever saw when it was re-released oh, really? in the, in the early even... 90s. And I was scared. No, you know what scared me? Not the donkey scene, the whale. The whale oh, really? coming and crashing. Me. That scared the... Yeah, I was scared. I, I you know, but, yeah. but it did have a profound effect on me because clearly I love the dark stuff. Um, all right, Heidi, give us another one. Um, Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, um, my, my I wife, just clearly my remember... Happy. Okay. I just clearly remember that being one of the first like musicals that really captivated me. And I was yeah. young and I think my parents just turned on like Turner classic movies one day. I think it was a, like, I think it was Christmas or something like that. And like, we were just kind of hanging around the house and they turned it on and Fiddler on the Roof came on. My mom started like singing tradition and like, I was just captivated. I didn't know what was going on because I was extremely young, but I was captivated. So that's, um, I just love that movie so much. And it's so long and so great. I love it. Well, and it, it has it's perfect. memorable songs, you know, uh, Blessing on Your House, Mazel Tov, Mazel yep. Tov. And the, uh, oh. <laughs> even what was it? The Nanny even uh, uh, parodied the uh, the graveyard scene. <laughs> I, there was an oh, episode yeah. of the Nanny where they did they did a parody of that. Um, like, what was it, like, uh, she says you'll go ah, or whatever but yeah i and i i remember seeing fiddler on the roof like, yeah it's it's a long dang movie <laughs> it's but so it's, good though yeah but it's no longer you guys have it on dvd it's no longer than like oliver or west side story at the time i mean most of those movies have had an intermission or rrr which is three long hours long my husband really wants me to promote this movie on the podcast <laughs> okay hold on is your husband getting uh money from Netflix no. to from okay. no, no. <laughs> just making sure we're, we no. don't have a shipper in our in our in our midst. <laughs> he just wants people to witness RRR because he was just so like it was such an it's such an adrenaline rush of a movie and he just yeah. loved it so much. I feel like it should be about pirates though. R. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a good movie. I will. It's see so that. funny. I, I Netflix promise. is such a hit or miss for me. Well, I need to see the Guillermo del Toro one too. So I have oh, a couple you do. Of Netflix things. I know, I know. I really want to see it. Um, it's on the list. Okay, so my next one is going to be Mary Poppins. Now, I have spoken. Oh, at, that's my other one. <laughs> I have spoken. <laughs> I have spoken at length on um, Mary Poppins. I, in fact, I had a whole episode where I talked with my friend about um, Mary Poppins. So I won't go on about it. It's just that it's so bloody wonderful and i'm i'm really excited to show benjamin when he's old enough um i sometimes find myself humming the first line you know winds in the east uh mist coming in uh, mm. you know i i have i find myself humming that and feed the birds and all that so i love that kind of stuff um and Dick feed Van the Dyke. birds was always my go-to audition song when i used mm. to sing that was always my go-to audition song. And my favorite scene from any movie of all time is the um, A Man Has Dreams scene. That's that my favorite is, scene from yeah. any movie. Yeah, That's my favorite scene. It's just um, George Banks and Bert 
talking about what's important. I, I just, I remember as a yeah. kid watching that and I didn't understand, but I knew it was something important. <laughs> so I was like, wow, this is really important. I don't know what they're singing about. And then like, I remember like after I had my daughter, we, yeah. I put on Mary Poppins and I was falling when that scene came on. And I was like, now <laughs> I remember having bronchitis and having to be out for like two, two weeks and having that on replay because it made me feel so so much better especially like the the step in time bit you know it's the monster step in time it's the monster step in time <laughs> you know, they just take it's just so funny it's just so um lovely and then obviously to now be older and hear the true story about how they made it and how much of a challenge it was because of pl travers and everything else it kind of makes you feel a little bit more grateful that it did come out at all and as wonderful as it did but yeah and Julie Andrews at the height, you know, obviously she won an Oscar for it. Um, but mm -hmm. still, the, you know, just absolutely glorious, um, glorious, glorious movie. I also love the animation segment of them on the carousels and yeah. the race. The penguins. And the <laughs> yeah, the and, penguins. And that, that was what, a thing I loved when I was little, too. And that white and the dress. Teapot, the tea parties on the ceiling. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but I was going to say the white dress, for some reason, as I've gotten older, I'm like, that's strangely attractive to me <laughs> like like that to me like at some point when I was like 12 or 13 when I saw the movie again I was like I kind of have a crush on 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 Mary Poppins just in that outfit <laughs> I've I heard that from many that. men okay. I've heard that from many guys so don't feel alone in that and then uh, of course you have Dick Van Dyke's um amazing Cockney accent <laughs> I love oh my it. gosh <laughs> it's so bad but so good it's so, well it's um, so it's so it's like <laughs> yeah it's like there sometimes and not really but not but also yeah yeah that's my funny. daughter is very cautious about movies because she gets scared easily like of a lot of different things but i'm yeah. we've read mary poppins and everything i'm really trying to get her to watch mary poppins like she just turned six so i'm like maybe that would be my goal for this year is to get her to watch mary poppins i there's there's your new year's would love it. Uh, there's your new year's resolution yeah. to get my kid to watch mary poppins <laughs> um <laughs> okay uh jen give us a uh, uh, number three please <laughs> so my number three is the 1997 TV movie version of Cinderella starring Brandy and Whitney Houston. <laughs> oh my I God, love I it love so, so much. good. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, her dress and that is so beautiful. So good. Well, can you talk talk about a stacked cast? You have Jason Alexander, you have Victor Garber, you have Whoopi Goldberg, Whitney Houston, Brandy. Bernadette at the, Peters. At the height, I was, in, I was just about to say Bernadette Peters. Bernadette you know? Peters, I forgot she was the godmother. Um, step yeah. Okay, want to talk about another thing? When I first saw that, I instantly had a crush on Bernadette Peters, no matter how much of it. <laughs> I was about to say, did you have a crush on Bernadette Peters in that? <laughs> I have a crush on Bernadette Peters now. My wife and I just watched Mo uh, Mozart in the Jungle on Amazon. Um, we're a couple of years late, but we watched the whole thing. And even my wife was sitting there going, is Bernadette Peters really attractive? Am I attracted to Bernadette Peters? And I was like, I am. She I don't know what you're doing. Attractive. She's ridiculous. She's in such great shape. Um, but yeah, she's uh, beautiful. But that movie, yeah, I remember uh, that was an ABC 
wonderful world of Disney movie. I remember that so well. Um, yeah, that's the definitive live action yeah. Cinderella as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, and also I taped it. I like that this better was back than the, in the Disney day. one. I do too, yeah. yeah I'm not yeah, a huge fan of Cinderella and really yeah. like princesses in general but this one i was like okay i get the magic <laughs> yeah. but i had it on i had on vhs taped i taped it on the team <laughs> that's too. how old i am oh, yeah we've had it <laughs> that's um, how old i am <laughs> you know we're right now we are right now missing the um wonderful world of disney beauty and the beast thing going on with josh groban as his beast and that's okay. no but i really want to see martin short I want to see Martin Short as Lumiere because I love Martin Short. Yeah. I feel like the, let's the, cast him in any musical. The costume looks a little weird. It looks a little weird to me. That's the well, only it looks thing awful. But yeah, Martin Short. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I'm just gonna um, watch like clips of I'm it on sure. YouTube. Well, I was about to say, I'm, I, well, it'll be on Disney Plus. Give me a break. Then they, they'll throw yeah. it on Disney Plus. No, of but I was just saying, as we're recording that, <laughs> that's going on right now. Okay. Well, good to know. Um, I won't be watching it tonight anyway because it's football night for my husband. So, (laughs) well, Heidi, is that on your? Is that next on your list? There's my segue. (laughs) No, you took mine. It was Mary Poppins, but I guess I could Uh, talk about Sound of Music because that was the one I was debating it with. So, okay, like I was like, which Julie Andrews movie is like the epitome of movie musicals for Julie Andrews? I chose Mary Poppins, but my second choice which I didn't put on my list originally, but I guess I'll use my space to talk about it. Mm. I think um, Sound of Music definitely is a phenomenal every year. I consider it an Easter film. Jen and I had this discussion because some I people consider it a Christmas. I don't think it but is. But it's a summer <laughs> film. I think it's an Easter film. I think it's a spring. I think it's spring to me. Because of that, because of Ada Weiss in the song, like it, it, it talks oh. about flowers growing again, and that only happens in the spring. So to me, yeah. it, it feels spring. So it feels Easter to me. Um, I think of the Do Re Mi thing is very similar, though. That's true. Know. But I and I mean, I will give that to you, Heidi. That epitome Julie Andrews musical movie. It's got to be Sound of Music. I will even um, knock off Mary Poppins for sound of music because it's such beautiful and it's so epic they like that was um, the first time mm-hmm. really a movie musical actually went for it and did the scope and did the thing and didn't do it you know terrible like hello dolly or something you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so that and it and my wife loves that movie that's one of her favorites of all time it really is that movie does not hold back but no. it's still very sweet and genuine you yeah. know and it's so funny the Great. fact that Christopher Plummer hated it. <laughs> I love so him though. Well, he's, now he's let's cool. talk about people who we found attractive when we were teenagers that we should. <laughs> oh yeah, totally had a crush on him as a teenager. I did, I did too, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, all right. Well, no, Sound of Music is a good one. Okay, so that was. So that was number three for you. So I think it, it's, is it my turn? I think it's my turn. Um, I'm going to throw a weird one out. Not that the one that began our, the this music that was playing, that was from Repo, the genetic opera, which is not on my list because <laughs> um, it is just too weird and gross. But I do have Across the Universe on mine, which is tech. It is technically a movie. Oh, musical. I remember seeing that. 
Yeah, with Jim Sturgis, yes. uh, Evan Rachel Wood, directed by the incomparable Julie Taymor, with Beatles music, but Beatles done in such a beautiful way. Taking place in the 60s, talking about the counterculture, uh, uh, the hippies, Vietnam War, and just the beautiful way that it's painted and it's done. And uh, it's one of my favorite movies of all time. And it's really strange because it's such a weird movie. It's so weird. and it's so weird. The structure is so loose and it it doesn't really it doesn't really resolve anything. It just kind of it exists, but it's a lovely like tone poem that exists for itself. And you know, as a movie lover, I have to love the visuals. As a storyteller, it could be better. <laughs> but as a as a movie itself, as an experience, it's kind of like the first avatar. Um, as a as a story, it's terrible. As a movie experience, it's it's in it's incomparable you can't compare it to anything else um yeah so uh across the universe jen give us uh this would be your numbers your second one right or your third i can't second, remember that. yes yes second okay. um so this will surprise absolutely nobody but jesus christ superstar 1972 1973 the hippies, um, they, the hippies do a passion play <laughs> yeah <laughs> The passion, but disco, right? <laughs> but also the passion, but uh, messy divorce drama. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> so yeah, Carl Anderson is um, absolutely incredible as Judas. Yeah. Um, I love the Simon Zealots choreography. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh my god! Really I always makes me yeah. wish that I had energy in that dancing talent. <laughs> well, if you watch while he's singing, you all you just see is just sweat pouring off of him. Yes. He's so, it's I mean, like he's the so thin, the but it's, it's ridiculous. No wonder he was that thin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was the workout. Yeah, that's a song to work out to. Yeah, and then oh, of yeah. course you have King Herod's song, which Heidi and I send <laughs> each other every single year during Lent. <laughs> Oh, I love that number. Yeah. It's so, it's so, so good. <laughs> well, and also you got Ted Ted Neely doing an amazing job as Jesus. He can still hit those high notes, that high, you know, just Get watch me die. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh Yvonne Elman, uh, uh um Barry Denon. It's just a great, great um cast. And uh, and funny enough, since you brought up um uh, since Fiddle on the Roof was brought up, it's by it directed by the same guy, Norman Jewison, directed Fiddle on the Roof and Jesus Christ Superstar, which is absolutely fantastic when you think about it. Um, yeah, and also Moonstruck, which I saw for the first time right. last night. <laughs> right. um, oh, that was the first time seeing it. Yeah, I'd never seen it before. <laughs> I, I, I haven't seen it since high school, and I thought about rewatching it. I hate that movie so much. <laughs> I hate that movie so much. It's so terrible to me. To me, I'll, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But, um, but uh, it's like very campy. But I don't know if it's supposed to be campy. <laughs> I think it wasn't supposed to be. It was on the that criteria. kind of makes like even more. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, Jesus Christ Superstar. The hippies basically come to Israel and put on the passion play. Um, and it's, yep. it, but it, it the is next week they're gonna play like like they're like okay now we did the passion next yeah. week we'll do Jonah and the whale like yeah. every week these hippies play yeah. a different we'll, cool story we'll do Godspell next and then yeah <laughs> yeah um 
but no, it, it it is. I agree with you. It's a very good movie. The only thing I don't like about the movie is um, one of the added songs that they they added to the musical, which has never seen the light of day ever again, which was the um, Then We Are Decided song, which is apparently the high oh. priest deciding that they're going to, you know. But then they have enough. They have the next scene where Jesus must die, which is the deciding song anyway. So it was like, yeah, <laughs> like Why you're gonna do that, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but we're, you're gonna decide to decide is what you're gonna, is what's happening. <laughs> so that's what it was. It was a meeting about the meeting. I mean, now in corporate America, all you do is a meeting about the meeting <laughs> as opposed yep. to anything else. But you know, or you we can just say had our first girl scout. We had just had our pre-Girl Scout meeting before our first official Girl Scout meeting. Shout out, I'm a Girl Scout troop leader now for my kids' um, Girl Scout leader. And we were like, oh, let's have a meeting before our first meeting. Doesn't make sense. Um, my favorite line in Jesus Christ Superstar is, one thing I'll say for him, Jesus is cool. That's my favorite line. Is it Jesus is cool or Jesus is good? Jesus is cool. Cool. It's, okay. Jesus. it's Jesus okay. cool yeah. because I want to get that on a shirt. <laughs> I have, I have noticed. There's like that... all these like. Yeah. I was just gonna say they change I... it in other ones though. Like, I was about to say that they have the, changed the, it. The lyrics have changed throughout the whole thing. Like I think during during uh, trial by thirty nine um, lashes, um, I think he sings something. It was like, um, um, but what is truth? Uh, is truth the changing law? We both have truth. Am I the same as yours? And then I think they changed it. What is truth is um, something da da da. Uh, we both have truths. Are mine the same as yours or something? They, they switch it. They, there's, a, there's a couple of lyrics that have been switched. And I do know that um, they switched um, in um, um, Damn for All Time, Judas's last song, that they change it to um, You'll Be the Savior of. Israel, they changed it from that to you'll be the savior of everyone because they <laughs> apparently mm -hmm. the, doing a Jesus musical, they weren't they weren't going to go there, you know, apparently. <laughs> You're already doing Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. Just, just accept the controversy and move on. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, and I've actually had a conversation about Jesus Christ Superstar before in depth where uh, you know, I, I have a couple of friends who are very kind of I don't want to say very Catholic, but very Catholic. And I'm very loose in terms of my beliefs and all that. So I enjoy it a little bit more than other people just because of, and like you very much of like questioning things and what have you. And even like, if you look at to me, like Jesus Christ Superstar, the last temptation of Christ, great movies and have really great questions within them concerning faith, but not, you know, demonizing faith, but just, encouraging faith but there's my little hobby horse um yeah. Heidi Heidi you're net you're number two so I love it how you talked about how you like um across the universe because it's like not the greatest plot wise but it's, it's very weird. aesthetic it's so weird yeah yeah <laughs> yeah well mine is very similar I love um the young girls of Rash 4 I just saw it in January it's a Jack Dummy film and it was like the perfect movie to watch to help with like my seasonal depression because it's all pastels and like when Gene Kelly appeared, I was like, I screamed. I was like, oh my God, just Gene Kelly. Because it's a French movie that parodies like 1950s, 1940s musicals. And it's so weird because it's like this very happy-go-lucky love story. But then they sing a series of like cheery musical numbers about an innocent young woman 
getting brutally murdered by an axe so it's like it's very cheerful but then you look at the subtitles and you're like what is going on um but i do love this movie i love the choreography um it's the movie that inspired a lot of the musical numbers in la la land and other but it's also like a parody it's a french parody of american like gene kelly musicals yeah he was in it and my favorite thing about it is like it my favorite thing about it is Gene Kelly appears, he's dubbed in French, but then you can see a version of him being dubbed in French, but then him dubbing himself again in English, being dubbed in French. It's like, I love that. I just love this movie so much. And it's my go-to. Gene Kelly um, Inception. <laughs> yeah, it's Gene Kelly Inception. It's my go-to, like, feel-good movie if I'm having a bad day or if I'm sick. That's what I put on, um, just to forget about things and just have something on the background to cheer me up, so... I love, it. So, I love it. So um, that movie. Right, so what's what is it called again? The Young Girls of Rush Four. And it's directed I, yeah. by Jacques Demy. So I've never, good. I've never heard I love of it. That, which, you know, it's yeah. actually um it's the movie that followed up the umbrellas of Cherbourg, which spoiler alert, that's my number one movie musical. Um <laughs> they mentioned it and like so Jacques Demy created like the he's the original guy that did that whole like multiverse thing like all his movies oh, okay. somehow connect with each other kind of like Marvel yeah. but not in a big way like just like you'll see a character that was in one of his four movies or they'll talk about like something that happened in another movie briefly but um I do I just love Young Girls of Rush for it just cheers me up it's my go-to happy movie so that's my number two all right well in and since you already mentioned it you might as well mention number one then while we're here yeah, so um, I've mentioned this movie dozens of times. Because it's my like, it's my number one favorite film. But yeah, um, you know, um, Umbrellas of Cherbourg. Um, I that was a movie that I was questioning: is this a musical or is this more of an opera? Because there's no choreography. But the thing I noticed about it that's really unique is that in most musicals, all the big emotional scenes end up being a song, but in this mm. whole movie, it's sung. But anything time something really emotional happens, they stop singing, they just look at each other and get very emotional that way. Mm -hmm. So it's like the anti-musical in a way, but I love it. Um, I love just like the idea of living in a world where everybody sings their everyday occurrences. Like I have to go to the bathroom is sung in a song. And like the postman comes and he's like, here's your letter and it's sung in a song. Um, the, the music's very captivating. They use the same music a lot, but I just love it. And I think it's a great, like, if somebody says, I like musicals, I'm automatically like, oh, have you seen The Umbrellas of Cherbourg? I'd like to hear your comment about it because it might mm. not be the thing for everyone since it's not like a bam, bam musical, but I love it and I embrace it. So that's my number well, one. Well, and the great thing about it too, and I'm just taking a look, is that um, um, you can probably tell me if I'm saying his name wrong, but um, Mikel Legrand, uh, composed both yep. the the umbrellas of Cherbourg yep. and the the young girls of uh, uh, oh Rochefort. he's amazing and yeah I went down the rabbit hole one time just listening to like different versions of the title song I will wait for you on YouTube and there's even like versions of him singing it and you can tell he puts his heart and soul into like that everything that he plays he's amazing yeah well, um, I have like a DVD live concert version of the umbrellas of Cherbourg where they play all the songs and have actors reenact it and he's conducting it and he's just he's an amazing person I just love it well and what's funny is that I do you know um one of my favorite songs honestly of all time is the windmills of your mind which he wrote for the Thomas Crown Affair um 
which is yeah. an absolutely beautiful song. So knowing that he did that is again absolutely um magnificent. So um you'll be happy both from now on my list because it it's always from you that I I get new movies that I've never never heard, either heard I of or never a lot seen. Of really, I liked watching out of the box movies like things that people <laughs> haven't seen before, I haven't seen or heard of before, and just enjoying them. Yeah, well, that's bringing them on. back. Like, well, that, I'm well a, that's why you're on the show. That's like you a. Know? <laughs> Yeah. that's like a deep down fear of mine is that there's going to be all these beautiful movies and songs and pieces of art that since they're not mainstream they'll be forgotten yeah and i feel like part of me is like i want to bring these to people's attention so i don't know uh, well jen since we get we have um heidi's number two and number one why don't you give us your number one and then i'll i'll finish everything up all right so my number one uh might be a little bit controversial because of the ending um little shop of horrors <laughs> oh that's not, because of that's the not controversial ending from the well well they, they now have the director's cut so you can watch it with the correct ending I ah, okay <laughs> <laughs> that's cool i have not seen the director's cut yet so I'm, i was basing this off of um the the you know original film version <laughs> movie musical version of the musical of the film <laughs> where Audrey lives of course and um but that aside um love Rick Moranis yeah a um Ellen Green of course in the the role that she originated um Steve Martin just clearly having a blast in his <laughs> villainous role yes Levi Stubbs as the voice of Audrey too um yeah. I love horror comedy, so um, Little Shop of Horrors is probably my favorite musical um, in general. Steve, um, Steve, so. Steve, Martin, Steve Martin doing a demented Elvis Presley impression. So funny. <laughs> He's like, nice plan. Big. <laughs> I actually just... The I Bill just, Murray cameo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bill, Bill Murray playing the original part that I think Jack Nicholson played in the original um the 1960 film. Yeah. yeah, the 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 um oh god, I can't remember his name now. But yeah, uh, <laughs> um oh no, I can't remember his name. But anyway, but yeah, you know, the whole like uh I'm so excited to be here, like masochistic <laughs> patient. <laughs> um, give me a long, slow root canal. <laughs> Um, I will say I found Little Shop of Horrors by accident one day surfing movie channels when I was a kid. Um, and it just happened to be on and it was on the first song I ever heard from Little Shop of Horrors was Skid Row. I didn't hear oh. the, the beginning, but I loved it because I because my I wife Skid Row. <laughs> well, my, my wife laughs at me now because um she plays in an orchestra and so I go to see her. And she says, what's your favorite song? And every time I pick a song that's atonal, and she's like, you really have an ear for atonal. And I'm like, I love that kind of stuff. I don't know why. And, you know, Skid Row, very tuneful, but has a little bit of atonalness. So I was kind of like, ooh, I'm in now. So, and then I just watched <laughs> the whole movie. Um, and yeah, the uh, first movie from uh, Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, who would then go on as we mentioned earlier, uh, 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 the Disney movies uh, and Alan Menken, who's still working, God love him, he's got something like 20 Oscar nominations or something like that. Um, somewhere that's green, and yeah, it, it, the cameos are ridiculous. John Candy's in it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I forgot who's in it. What? I forgot 
thought John Candy was in it. Yeah, he who's plays he the, in it? He plays the radio guy who does the that Seymour goes to do the advertisement for. Oh yeah. <laughs> he what he does he does like a. No, no, it's Wink Will. You can't do this to me. Don't put, take it. Don't put. Don't take your clothes off. What if your husband is here? I'm right here, Wink. I love your show, but I'm gonna have to kill you. <laughs> oh my gosh, I forgot about yeah. that. And Christopher Guest is in it. How weird yeah. is that? <laughs> just excuse me, young man. <laughs> and uh, Frank Oz directed it, which I feel like especially for the ending, which hopefully people, you know, people have the choice of seeing the original happier ending or the director's cut. Um, mm-hmm. The director's cut is brilliant puppetry. And you can only imagine that was, that would only be, be because of Frank Oz. I mean, the puppet, yeah. it's, the puppet itself in the movie as it is, is absolutely the greatest puppet ever to be put onto screen. But, the, you know, so it makes sense that Frank Oz was, would do that. But um <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite things about the movie is the practical effects and the puppetry. Um, yeah, I, I just love it. <laughs> my favorite is so subtle when he's calling Audrey um, on the phone and you see the three vines just on the on the glass doing the... <laughs> it's so subtle, but I love that. I love that kind of stuff. Um, all right, I'm really shocked have... they haven't made one of those, like, um, you know how sometimes they have those, like... Um, on tv like movie like they did a few they did that horrible version of peter pan with christopher walken as captain hook and they've done um <laughs> like on abc i'm surprised they oh the live the ones yeah. And, yeah like the live ones like that would be really good live did you watch the um, christopher walken one did you see oh i one? did and i laughed I hysterically <laughs> i love there was one part during the commercial break they just saw christopher walken looking at the cameras like oh like just like Standing there while everybody's getting ready for the next scene, no. he's just singing at the camera, like my fav- the commercial break. My favorite is when he forgot his line, and it's so it's so yes. visible. He's like, "Peter Pan's lost his mother," Ooh. and he's like doing all this, and then you hear Christian Boyle, who's trying to save it. It's nice to have a mother. Yeah. <laughs> and he keeps doing this. And he keeps hitting the 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 chair like it was like. I gotta a, watch. I, oh, that one was such a train so wreck, but it was terrible. so funny to watch. Yeah, it was so yeah. terrible, and I it loved so it terrible. because it was so terrible. Everyone talked about how Christian Boyle earned his pay for that. Hopefully, he got <laughs> he got paid a good amount for that one. Um, all right, so my my last two, so my um my number two is um and don't at me because I still haven't seen the sequel. It's Enchanted. Yes, I love. I heard that the sequel is horrible. So I've I heard, heard the har- Yeah, I've heard. I've heard things that it's like, if you like the movie, it will be good. But if you don't, I, I've heard it in the same vein as Hocus Pocus two. So I don't know how I feel okay. about that. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet. Have you seen it yet? No. no. I I I am just not. I promise myself, I'm just not watching soulless like disney <laughs> stuff that's disney that's really good but lately it's just like everything they're putting on disney plus automatically has just been soulless like a production line of movies remakes took, and i'm just like done i'm like, it took you 30 years to decide disney is doing soulless shit oh excuse me i'll bleep that <laughs> i'm 35 <laughs> no but i'm i'm saying like 30 thank you like, for saying i look young 
you are you you're everyone's young yeah. here. You guys are like twenty years old. Um, it's so. It's, I know, and it's funny it because I get you, so much you, critique. Took, I get so much smack from. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, it took you. This I get long so much smack as a parent. Because, yeah. No, um, it didn't to me, but I get so much smack as a mom because my kids haven't seen that many Disney movies. But I'm like showing them Hayao Miyazaki instead, and there's like people like you are depriving your child from pop culture. You haven't shown them Beauty and the Beast yet. I'm like, <laughs> I like Beauty and the Beast growing up, but Ponyo's awesome. You know, like it's just <laughs> I don't know. That's a side story. I'm just saying. I don't. I think there's more soullessness in Disney than you give it credit for. <laughs> even in the 90s i mean you saw they even kept making jokes about like all the aladdin sequels return of jafar uh king of oh my gosh king of thieves and then someone else made a joke of like uh, uh aladdin 4 jafar needs glasses jafar needs or glasses. something <laughs> which but i, you I know, actually, 90s honestly would... i would see i would see jafar yeah, 90s glasses. Would watch the heck of i would that. watch the heck of that i know I know. Um, so, no, I I've always been very, very skeptical of Disney, but I just cannot like if there's some movies like I did. I did love Enchanted, but I was like, so I don't want to ruin Enchanted by I'm like afraid of seeing the second one because I'm afraid yeah. it's going to ruin how much I liked the first one. You know, I, I'm like that with a lot of the live action remakes and just like, yeah. why? Well, <laughs> here, well, here's the thing yeah. that makes like, I won't me... see the Lion King one. <laughs> well, don't. It's 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 <laughs> it's basically National Geographic with Elton John music. <laughs> it's what it is. Um, that's basically what it is. Um, no, so I love Enchanted because it, it to me it was so unique in terms of its use of princess and you know modern day, well modern at the time, and Amy Adams. I mean, if we want to talk about having crushes, I mean, I'm just like, who's this girl? Um, this is absolutely fantastic. So I love enchanted i i have not seen the sequel yet so i can't speak to it one way or the other i've been too busy seeing good movies like the band the banshees of inishir and the fablemen so <laughs> i want to keep going with some good movies for a while and then i'll go back to the to the, the crud <laughs> so um and then my number one talking about cruddy mu musicals that i shouldn't like but i love this one and i've spoken about it at nauseum that's right my number one is Phantom of the Paradise. I have spoken about this way too much for you two to never have checked it out. Um, uh, uh, a uh, um, movie that's kind of like Faust meets Phantom of the Opera with Paul Williams and uh, um, it's, it's uh, Jennifer Harper. It's just so ridiculous. I was actually, I was talking to my wife about it and I was giving her the... Um, the synopsis and she instantly was like yeah i don't think i want to see that ever <laughs> but i love it so much it's so it's so ridiculous and so over the top but it's so just so funny and i love the music because the music is just so lovely um um but i you know so like i said i've talked about it at nauseum and it i like it better than rocky horror i'll just say that um but it's absolutely it you know it's a it's humorous it's you know comedy it's a musical it's a little bit of a horror um <laughs> they have a ridiculous cokehead playing the Carlotta part that get that he, you know he he dies obviously but like I said the the music is also a, a big kicker that Paul Williams who speaking of 
Robert Christmas Carol again wrote all the songs to Muppet Christmas Carol. So this was his like, and and um, um, Emmett Otter. He is the, the composer to Emmett Otter to Muppet Christmas That's Carol. My favorite Christmas movie is Emmett Otter. <laughs> I still have yet to see it, so um, I need so to do good. that. Um, but anyway, that is um our list. Um, what did we miss? Well, obviously, there's a ton that we haven't talked about. Oh, this was the hardest list to do. Yeah, I had uh, so many that I had to cut, and like I I spent forever arranging this list. <laughs> yeah. This was really hard for me to do, but it was worth it. Well, and I was, and again, I ended up taking off a lot of musical adaptations and just doing, you know, movie musicals instead of adaptations. I feel like I need to do a, a separate list for my adaptations because I have a lot of them, you know, Tick, Tick, Boom, Last Five Years, um, you know, uh, um, Carousel is still one of my favorites for some reason. It, oh, I love that. Horribly misogynistic, but I still love it for some reason. Um, uh, Hello, Dolly won't be on that. <laughs> no one mentioned Gigi, and mostly because there's a whole song called Thank Heavens for Little Heaven Girls. For little so girls. Kind of creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I must put Mamma Mia on then. <laughs> <laughs> oh mama mia which one which so one the first one or the second one i, I haven't seen one. the second one yet <laughs> my wife and my mother went to go see those together. <laughs> oh my which gosh um i saw the first one and it was enough that i had to listen to pierce Bronson. yep <laughs> to sing. that was enough no my me. mom has a huge crush on pierce Bronson, and she was even like oh my gosh i cannot listen to him sing it's you so know? bad that's <laughs> why i love it it's really bad and then going into yeah we were talking about the live action disney movies talk about soulless grab you know um emma watson and beauty and the beast which eh, it's not great um uh, uh, will smith trying to do aladdin i mean talk about how he slapped chris rock he slapped basically robin williams across the face doing that one (laughs) we did watch we did watch that one the aladdin one we were both just like why like yeah the minute minute, because well actually funny enough um meg and i both saw it together and the minute friend like me started and she heard like that downbeat of like a like a 90s like you know genji with it downbeat she was like (laughs) why this isn't a rap song i know and aladdin is her favorite disney movie i mean she loves that she loves that movie Um, like the Jungle Book was good. I saw that one. The that Jungle was Book. decent. That was that decent, one was yeah. good, and I liked. Um, I enjoyed um Cruella because, it, but it wasn't a remake. I just enjoyed it. It was fun. It was so terrible. <laughs> I know, but I got to take out my brain for an hour. That's the That's thing true. is That's this true. whole month. I have well, I watched Pinocchio, but I've just been wanting to just watch like brainless garbage because I've just been so busy with holiday stress and I like. Have... I yeah, I'm refusing to watch the Zemeckis Pinocchio. I'll watch Guillermo del Toro and Oh, it's so good. With that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I won't well, I'm still afraid of the donkey scene from the original Disney Pinocchio, so I won't watch the I won't watch any Disney any Disney Pinocchio thing. Like you could just like you'll show me Jiminy Cricket. I'm like, oh no, donkeys, you know. So Well, well, Jiminy Cricket is voiced by Joseph Gordon Levitt. That means nothing to me. <laughs> <laughs> I try. Um, 
Well, and yeah, like I said, um, you know, Jungle Book was okay. Uh, Aladdin wasn't great. Beauty and the Beast wasn't really great, even though I have a pretty nice crush on Emma Watson. I feel like I have crushes on most of the people we're talking about, um, which is fine. <laughs> I was, um, I didn't see Mulan, but I heard they took out like, I'll make a man out of you. And I was like, it you was can't no take music. it. There was, it was no, no music no at all, right? There was no songs. It wasn't a musical. No, they took Okay, it I'm not, yeah. So I, I didn't <laughs> want to watch it anyway because I heard they took, yeah. that's like the greatest song yeah. no, and, like, and like I, and like i said the best way i can i can describe lion king is national geographics with elton john music i heard <laughs> it was pretty soulless i heard it was just yeah. yeah it was very soulless i heard like even when mufasa dies you're just kind of like okay where did you like in the 90s when you're weeping yeah well because the biggest thing is that with animation they were bringing animals but they were also bringing like emotion yeah so, they were expressive but, but, yeah but they were they went so photo real with it that you were like i'm not i'm just watching like predators killing each other like this is not you know it's not fun you know and then to add into add insult to injury you have seth rogan and billy eichner playing uh, the, playing these i'm not a big uh, seth rogan fan no and I thought if you had brought Nathan, if you brought James Earl Jones back, why can't you bring back Nathan Lane? And yeah, Ernest that's the Bell? thing. Nobody else can be Timon than Nathan Lane no. to me. It yeah. Was really, it was really funny, though. Nathan Lane, this is a tangent, but Nathan Lane was on um, Colbert. <laughs> and he was talking about how he, rece- he received a letter from Billy Eichner, which was very lovely about, you know, playing Timon and all that. And he wrote Billy back and said, uh, he said something like, um, What's next? Uh, Ryan Gosling and so and so in the Birdcage. I name, name a, I name, I would name another uh, hit movie of mine, but I don't have one. <laughs> I love Nathan Lane. Me too. He was he was apparently doing so. Obviously, he he was doing um, Angels in America on Broadway, but he was doing it at the National Theater in London, and. Um, he was playing Roy Cohn. Can you believe that? He was playing the villain, but he's, <laughs> he was doing it. And one of the other actors who's Scottish, his parents came to see um, the show and they came up to meet him. And they said to, uh, they said to their son who's Scottish, he says, uh, you didn't tell me Pumbaa was in the play. <laughs> <laughs> we played out. Yeah, and Nathan Lane said, "No, uh, actually, I, I, he was. I was Timon, and he looks at his wife and goes, I told you he was Timon.'" I had the funniest conversation with a student. We were talking about the movie Inside Out, and we were talking about oh, like yeah. who we would have voice our different feelings if, like, like remake it. <laughs> and I think I said, "Um, for fear, I would choose Nathan Lane because I kept <laughs> thinking about in like Birdcage, like oh, like all shrieking, stuff. yeah." <laughs> My choice for anger, I forgot the other ones, but my choice for anger for my internal monologue would be Chris Farley. I can see that. I can see that. Like every time Chris Farley had those mad rages, yeah. that would be my anger voice. Like, I was the student actually... also was like really big movie buff, so I was able to have these great conversations about films and stuff. And it was really fun. I would, um, I was watching The Birdcage not too long ago because it was um, um, Pride Day. A way back, and um, I was—I forgot how funny that movie is. So good. That's another movie that. that I would put on if I'm like sick or having a bad day, and I just need something that won't make me yeah. think but would cheer me up. So yeah. like, I have like a good like I have like a 
five movies that's like bad day these are ones you go to just to like cheer you up no thoughts just yeah. enjoy them yeah. and that's one of them I, I would say that's one of them. also the fact that like that the shrimp scene the infamous shrimp scene where yep. it, he like falls down and it wasn't scripted and <laughs> they just kept going and kept going <laughs> you can see I like them trying to in that movie. Yeah. i know oh, it's such God. a problem it's so outdated and so problematic but i well, still love it well it's only, it's only problematic well i love hank Nazario, but if he had just said that he wasn't from guatemala because that's where i'm from <laughs> I would yeah. have been like, you would have been okay had you said you're from like somewhere else. But the fact that you said I'm from, uh, you know, and they kept saying th this when they were serving the dishes, this is so Guatemalan. And I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> Stop. I always just crack up about the part where he's like cleaning something and he's in the short shorts and he's singing, and he's just like singing that to himself and i love yeah. and i think with the shoes yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah being able to wear shoes and what does he say he says something like um oh uh, yeah. when when will you let me audition for you again and and, they, and uh rob morgan says when you have talent <laughs> <laughs> I love that. oh and he's yeah. talking about how they'll do like the lucy and ricky thing and <laughs> But Hazaria he... has owned up to a lot of like in The Simpsons. Um, yeah. He did a poo, and he's like, "I won't do that anymore because yeah. I know that's like culturally insensitive and stuff." Yeah. So I give him. He he well, apologized. Well, for what, what did, what did he say? He he said you're um you're like Lucy's a bad yeah. cousin or something. <laughs> oh, I know. There's some great like punch back towards him. Yeah, but and and oh. Jen was right. The uh the uh, Martha Graham, Martha Graham, and Fosse and yeah. Fosse and. <laughs> Madonna, Madonna. <laughs> keep it all inside and i didn't realize how sassy nathan lane was during that like um he like the the, the big hunky guy is saying like oh i chew gum to help yes. think and, and nathan lane says honey you're wasting your gum that's what i get i love that line <laughs> and then he says and then he says something like i don't think i get it and nathan lane just shouts at him try more gum <laughs> I used to be on HBO Max, but it isn't anymore. And sometimes I'm looking for it. I'm like, come back to HBO Max and need your birdcage. See, I, it's on Tubi I, right now for free. Okay. Okay. Well, because I, that was the movie. Okay. I just did report. I did, this is my first year. I'm teaching at my job. I'm teaching um eighth grade, like an advisory, getting ready for like high school and beyond, like yeah. social emotional learning, and it's daily. And I had to do report cards for the first time. I had to do 120 of them, and oh I'm doing God. it qualitative instead of quantitative so instead of getting a number grade they get like a paragraph written about their performance and i was like i needed that in the background as i'm like writing a report on each child you know like i need something to just get me through this <laughs> so all right so that was our list for movie musicals um for anyone who was wondering birdcage did not meet criteria because even though it takes place at a drag club there aren't kind of original songs in it they're kind of, but they're kind it's, of aren't. there is a musical version of it on broadway look i would really love to see the oh, new yeah, movie yeah. adaptation <laughs> yeah. and the original is really good too the french film la cage de I have, it's I have like seen word by original. word yeah i have seen I have the original seen it, and it's, yeah it's i've seen it a few times it's brilliant yeah um all right so um uh what 
ones did we miss on your list? Please email me at matthew.garland at gmail.com. Um, once again, I love having Jen and, and Heidi on here. This will probably be the last time we do it before the end of the year. Right now, we're gearing up for Christmas and the new year will be coming soon. But after the new year, we'll have some more top three top five lists for y'all uh you know thinking them as as we go but um i really want to thank jen and heidi for coming on as always um thank you ladies thank you thanks and thank you all again check out old episodes check out um episodes of the movie critics a web series season two is still coming i promise um and check out so i haven't announced it yet but there will be new shows coming on um i was going to do a separate podcast channel called um sherwood entertainment podcast but i think i'm just going to keep it on this one and just make it separate things so there'll be some new things that are coming up some new uh scripts and plays and podcasts and what have you um but until then uh and in case i don't talk to anyone before then please have a very safe and happy uh christmas uh happy hanukkah which is going to be starting i believe next week um and also and also a happy new year and happy kwanzaa to everyone please be safe continue being safe uh get your booster get your flu shots um you know feel well take care of yourselves be nice to everyone and have a great night thank you guys so much what would you give to never have to worry about the way your body looks ever again hi i'm jackie body image expert, confidence coach, and owner of Confident Girl Hotline. We are here to help you heal the relationship you have with your body by healing the trauma in your body that has been inflicted upon you by the diet and wellness industry. We do this through somatic healing. We are running one-on-one sessions virtually, group classes, and even doing workshops for both adult women and teen girls. Please check us out at www.confidentgirlhotline.com. We're also on Instagram and TikTok.